Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast. My name is James Jake. And today I am going to be joined by Realtor Loan Officer Extraordinaire Travis Spencer. And today we're going to talk about the 2022 housing market crash. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast, where we discuss all things mortgage related, personal finance advice, and Texas real estate talk. We'll also interview special guests that will provide advice that will surely help you on your real estate and financial journey. If you have a mortgage question, we have a mortgage answer. Now, here's your host, James J. Travis, what's up, brother? How you doing? I'm well, man. How are you? Excited to get you on, man. We've been wanting to do this for a while. You are one of the best people that I know when it comes to educating, sharing information, breaking down what's going on in the market. So I'm really excited to talk about this 2022 market crash because I'm sure you're hearing about it. I hear about it. A lot of people have their opinions about what's going to happen in 2022. And I am excited to get you in here to kind of get your take on this as well. So we're going to share a couple of things with the audience so they kind of know because we do a lot of reading, a lot of research, right? So there's a lot going on specifically. Obviously, I think a lot of people know what's been happening with Zillow. We're going to address that. But one of the first things I kind of want to talk about is the investors, right? Because a lot of people in 2021, if you're a first-time buyer just getting into the market, they've been priced out of the market, right? For various reasons. But one of the big reasons is the investor, and so I kind of want to start there and get your take on, you know, the investor business, what's going on, uh, not only just in Texas, but it's happened it all over the place. Yeah, I mean, so the data that I've seen is shocking. I've heard a lot of rumors, but once we finally analyzed the data, looked at Redfin, their projections, and, you know, I think it's shocking, man. I think what's happening is this, it's taking away the opportunity from first-time homebuyers, especially. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and not only is it taking away the opportunity from the first-time homebuyers, I kind of feel like it's it's inflating the equity growth to an over, you know, it just it's too aggressive. Quite yeah. Frankly. So I want to share this with people. So I want to well, we're going to dive into this Redfin article as well. But I want to start here because I want people to understand part of the reason why the market has been so insane in 2021. So when I say insane, I mean, if you're a home buyer, you've been in the market in 2021, you know, there's been multiple offer situations all over the place. There's been bidding 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, over asking, right? This has been happening constantly throughout 2021. Now we've seen a little bit of a slowdown at the end of this year, which is great, but this is part of the reason. So if you look at this, this is from Bloomberg, right? So property investors are betting $64 billion, which is a home record. It's a buying spree. These are investors, right? So these are people, and some of these people are not even in the States. So you got a lot of people that are investing their money into our real estate. If you look at this little graph here, and this is this is really astonishing as you look at this, investors accounted for more than 18% of US home prices, right? Which is again, a, a record. You kind of see the end of last year, things were going kind of, it was a little low actually towards the end of last year even the end yeah. of 2019. And then you look at just what's happening here, this first quarter Unreal. of 2021, and we haven't even got numbers yet, probably yet for the for the third quarter. 
it's astonishing. It really is when you think about how many investors are putting money in. And so if you as a home buyer, this is what you're competing against. It's not just people locally. You're competing with investors that have a lot of money and they come to Houston or Texas, period. Now we've got very, very competitive real estate prices in all of Texas, but this is what you're competing against. So I want to get your take on this because this is something I don't think a lot of people understand that it's not just local buyers that you're competing against. You're competing against these investors who have really deep pockets. Well, honestly, man, you know, I think it's bad. I think this is really bad, especially for, you know, the situation we're in being it's a, it's a supply and demand uh, problem that we have. You know, the equity growth seems to have come from a lot of the pent-up buyers from COVID, from a shortage of yeah. supply. Yeah. So the fact that the investors saw this, they saw these elevated equity, you know, increases and they jumped in on it. I think that's bad, man. I think it's just yep. gonna, it's making the problem worse. I think it needs to balance out a little bit and I'm hoping yep. it will going into 2022. Investors are finicky. So if they're not making the same inflated, expedited growth, I think they'll start going out of the market, at least in Great. certain cities, yeah. right? But in certain cities, I quite frankly, I think some are a bit toxic to buy in, especially if you're a new homeowner. And I hate to say that, but it's got yeah. to the point, you know, certain places in Austin, you know, I'm from Texas, you know mm -hmm. that, but I would not live, not own in Austin, quite frankly. There's so, you got to be smart. You know, I yeah. think supply and demand, huge problem. Investors, even bigger problem, more pressure on the new home buyer. You know, the good news is, is there's ways to educate yourself. For right? sure. And you know, one of the things about Austin that might kind of keep them afloat, so to yeah. speak, because it, yeah, Austin, it might've been, actually, I'm pretty sure when I say this for 2021, Austin was by far probably the hottest city in all yeah. of Texas. <laughs> yeah. And we're in the Houston area and it's been crazy here. Right. Austin's been on another level. Right. 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 So right. the only thing that they may have going for them is that you got so many businesses going there. Yes. Right? yes. You got Tesla. Silicon there's Valley. A, yeah. There's a new one that's escaping me right now. They're building. Oh, it's Oracle. Yeah. Oracle is building like some billion dollar factory in Taylor, which is right outside of Austin. So that's the only thing I think they may have going for them. But yeah, you're right. The inflation, as far as price goes up there, it's on another level. And again, we're in Houston area. It's crazy here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for Austin to be even crazier, it's just, it's mind blowing. It really is. But for the first time buyers or people that are just trying to get in the market, maybe they're on the fence uh, or maybe they got priced out this year. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about this because I want to get your, your take on the buying, uh, what's going to be available next year, you know, what you think was going to happen with the market next year. Also, you know, this whole Zillow news. So we know Zillow has kind of got out of the buying, home buying, the iBuyer market, at least temporarily. Now, what happens next year? Who knows? But I want to get your take on this because Zillow's got a lot of homes. They got a lot of inventory. <laughs> they got yeah. a lot of inventory. And it's caused them a little bit of trouble, right? So they got, in my opinion, they got a little greedy. They saw an opportunity and said, oh, we can get all these homes. Let's cut the realtor out of it. They wrong, did. They wrong. tried. They, they tried. tried. They failed. They yep. failed. And so for all my realtors, this is just a great thing <laughs> to really, if I'm a realtor right now, I'd be all over this, right? Just to say, hey, this is why yeah. you need us. So you and I know how important realtors are, but I want to get your take on this because yes, they have stopped buying homes, which 
they got a little bit overzealous in my opinion. They got a little over, they saw an opportunity to maybe make some money and they got themselves into a jam. So I kind of want to get your take because now they've got all this inventory. They're going to be selling throughout next year as well. They got all this inventory. How do you think that's going to impact or what impact do you think it's going to have if they're selling these houses, maybe even at a loss in some situations? Because I think they just want to have a fire sale and kind of lick their wounds and move on. Okay. So that is, that's a pretty major question, man. So, you know, just specifically talking about Zillow. Now, first of all, I think we're in a housing bubble. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I don't think we're in a housing bubble. I think we're in a housing bubble. And I'm not saying I think there's going to be a housing market crash in 2022. Okay. Right. But, but talking about Zillow, it makes it sloppy. It's sloppy. You know, I think what's happening with Zillow is, you know, I think it is good for realtors and really in a lot of ways, good for our housing market because a lot of people we're leaning on Zestimate. And I yeah. think with this move from Zillow, they're going to lose the credibility. They're going to lose the credibility. You know, hopefully the homeowners will understand they need to rely on professionals. professionals who actually know what's going on. They know what people's houses are worth. You don't think so? What happened to Zillow when they started buying houses? Yeah. Okay. So I think it makes them look bad, but I'm also worried. The other flip side is, is it looks like they're panic selling, right? So I don't know what that's going to do to the average homeowner that's following Zestimate. You know, Zestimate, right. I think, is a bigger influence than their actual ownership, right? Yeah. And yeah. it looks bad. You know, they purchased, you know, I think it was a record number of homes in the third mm-hmm. quarter of this year. And then immediately listed, I think, something like 90% of them, depending on the city, yeah. for less than what they bought it for. Yeah. You know, I think... What we're really dealing with here with Zillow is they went on our side of the street and they shouldn't have and they know better. And they, they you know, you would think they have a bunch of smart people all around them. Exactly, right. Say, Stop buying. It's yeah. at the peak. They started a business model during the peak of the housing market, during a yeah. very, and it was a very aggressive equity growth. So yep. it's not going to work. And they go on to say in certain articles that in a lot of cases they aggressively bid. Yeah. So I think what they were doing was projecting what the house would be worth in X amount of time. Yeah. But you know what's shocking yeah. to me though is the panic it appears, you know, the fact that they've listed all their homes at at a loss. That's a little surprising. Yeah, I mean, again, I think they just finally got to a point where they realized, okay, we've obviously we've made a huge mistake. We just need to just start cutting ties with this. Uh, and again, they did not say they were stopping i-buying period they said they're stopping this year so does that mean they get back into it in 2022 i don't know i think if they do they obviously they're going to be a whole lot smarter situation and not get super aggressive as they did in 2021 but it is kind of interesting and again a validation for all the real estate agents out there that this Zestimate and most realtors are not huge fans of, of Zestimates because it's just there's so many factors that are not yeah. taken into account with yeah. this. But yeah. again, you need to sell your home. Call a realtor. Don't rely on what you're hearing from Zillow and this whole I buying thing. I know there's still some I buyers that are out there, and uh, they are definitely looking at what happened with Zillow. Some of them they're probably excited about it, like good, you know, it's one competitor out of the market. But again, they have not said they're going to stop doing it all together. Right. So. Right. We'll have to see what happens next year with this. But for the home buyers that are looking to get into the market in 2022, there's probably going to be quite a few opportunities with some of these Zillow properties if they just decide, hey, we just need to we need to move on uh, and get out of this. But 
Good point, though, with this estimate. It's so true because people rely on that. One of the things I'm curious to see as well. So here's the other interesting thing that Zillow did. A lot of the properties that they purchased were in Sunbelt cities. We're yeah. in the exact cities you don't want to start in necessarily. Yeah. I mean, if you can afford to yeah. do it, clearly they can't because less than a month later, it's some fire sale. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see how long these houses are going to sit there because they've already purchased them inflated in yeah. cities that most people can't afford to live in. So yeah. it's just very, 2022 is going to be a very interesting year. I think it's going to paint a picture of what 2023 is going to look like. I think 2023 is going to be the year where if there is a bubble that is going to pop, if there is any type of home market you know, crisis, yeah. it will be in 2023. I think we have too much demand still you know, going into 2022 for there to be a collapse minus any shutdowns or uh, right. regulation of financing, in, you know, a drastic increase of interest rate, you know, 2%, 3% drastic increase. Yeah. I don't see that really probable myself. Well, you know, that's a good segue because that was the other part that I wanted to get get into because Redfin has come out and said, you know, what their predictions are. And these are big entities, right? Whether you like them or not, the reality is people go to Zillow, they yeah. use that information, they rely on it, and Redfin they is do. People say the same thing. So for you and I being in this business, listen, we, we got to know what's going on because these are this is what people are looking at. And so we have to be able to explain it, dissect it, and then come back and say, okay, this is what we think. This is our opinion about this. this yeah. we, we agree or not agree. This is interesting because Redfin is predicting a more balanced market in 2022. I've been saying this for a few months that, okay, the craziness that we've seen the first six, seven months of 2021 can't continue. Right, it's going to slow down at some point, and then yeah. we'll start to level off. Reference predicting a more balanced housing market in 2022, largely because they believe that interest rates are going to increase. Right, so interest rates, their projection is 3.6, which is going to bring prices down to earth. In their words, that's meaning we're going to see a more normalized market for 2022. And as you know, obviously, if interest rates are going to go up your buying power as a buyer is going to go down. So I want to get your take on this because this is this is what I've been saying for the last you know three months or so. Probably like, eh, this is not going to stay this way. It's going to level off at some point. So I want to get your take on that about great rates for next year in 2022. Obviously, we don't have a crystal ball, but you've been doing this a long time. So I don't think the rate increase is going to affect the investors from a cash outflow. Mm -hmm. I'll put because... You know, a lot of these investors have cash anyways. Absolutely. Right. So, but I do think, however, and this is the important thing, I do think it's going to affect the housing market as a whole. Right. So, you know, I don't want to say it would be a good thing for interest rates to go up for an average homeowner. Yeah. But offset of the interest rates going up, I think it's going to push more investors out of the market yep. if they're only getting a small, moderate equity increase per year. So if it goes down to 3%, and not these drastic equity. How much has equity average gone up here? Thirty percent, forty percent. Yeah, I mean, in certain uh, in certain areas, right? Just yeah. it's unbelievable. So if that stops and it's a, you know three percent, four percent, to be honest, I think I think that needs to happen. You know, I think it may be a little painful, but I believe though someone's willing to pay a little more for something that they want instead of paying a lot for something they don't want. Yeah. 
and and that's the real question that I'm looking at is yep. how many pent up buyers and where are those buyers going to move, right? You know, what, where can we advise them to move? Because we, even if there is a demand, we don't want them to to purchase toxic homes. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And you know, the other thing that was interesting in this article was the rents, right? Oh yeah. We are always huge proponents of not renting. Now there are situations where people obviously have to rent. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. But, when have you seen rents go down, Charlie? You've been in this business 19, 20 years. Have you ever seen rents go down? No, and that's why I turned my primary residence into a rental. Yep. And I'm renting myself, okay? It, you've got a strategy about this. You've got a strategy yeah. for why you're doing this, so. There's a strategy, yeah. It hurts too to rent, okay? <laughs> right. You know, and now I'm thinking, honestly, James, now I'm thinking, was it the right move? Should I have just bought something I didn't want? And then sold, I, you know, for me to want to pay $300,000, no. I don't know who's listening to this. I'm from SoCal. SoCal, right. it's like 800,000. Okay, but yeah. where we're at, we're talking 300,000. Yep. A $300,000 house right now, I don't want it. Right? I have a big family. It's in the 2,000 square foot in, yep. in Kingwood, Tassacita, you know, in these humble area. Maybe I should have because, dude, the renting sucks. I don't, you know, I know some people have to, but the <laughs> other people that don't have to, get off your butt. Fix yep. your credit if you have to do something different because the land, I don't know if my landlord is, is a subscriber, but <laughs> you step your game up, landlord, okay? I don't want to hear uh, your problems, just fix the lights. You yeah. know, the, the, the things that the renters have to deal with, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I would rather just fix the lights myself, but yeah. I can't have a contract. All I'm saying is, you know, I still think I would have bought had I found something I liked, right? Yeah. Yeah. So once we start getting more inventory and good homes start becoming available, how many buyers is that going to attract back into yeah. the market that missed Absolutely. out? So yeah. it's going to be an interesting supply and demand thing, I think, going, you know, continuing to go forward. But again, the thing is, what cities, right? Yeah. And, you know, that article we're referencing, you know, they have brought up some of the places that people are really looking at. Right. So a lot of these home buyers looking to relocate, you know, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Harrisburg, PA, some of these Sunbelt places. But... Austin is a hot one. Austin's listed in here, right? Texas in general, we're on that list. Arizona, Florida, and Tennessee. Those are some of the hottest places that people are moving to. And with those interest rates going up, you know, these are very affordable places. And a lot of the, the commonalities in a lot of those states that I just listed, except for Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, and Harrisburg, but Texas, Florida, Tennessee, there's no state income tax, right? Which is a big driver. Yeah, yeah. People coming here. So the interest rates though are going to have a huge impact if they do go up and again i, I read a lot of different articles I, I follow a lot of people so you hear a lot of the the interest rates hey we're predicting them to go up and listen we've been spoiled travis for so long this three percent low threes and then last year unreal so many right? people were under three right unreal. So, unbelievable it's almost free money it is it's not, so, it's not free you gotta pay i mean but from an interest <laughs> you know from an interest standpoint it's you know, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And you tend to sometimes get to kind of write that interest off. I am not an accountant. Talk to your accountant. But now the benefit, obviously a huge benefit of home ownership is a lot of stuff you get to write off. So I always tell people like if you're renting, you're, you're still paying a mortgage. You're just not paying yours. Right. You're still paying a mortgage. You're just paying it for someone else. So yeah. I want to get your take on this because I want you to give people some advice. So people that might have been on the fence this, this year. Right didn't get a chance to get into that home. I so, I mean, advice on that and what It's hard, James. It's hard because it, and you know, my advice is before buying, you need to put yourself in a 
good situation, right. right? You know, you shouldn't buy a house and go broke. You shouldn't buy a house and have fair credit. If you can afford to, you should purchase a house when your credit yes. is good, when, you, when you're established. It's a difficult question, okay? So for the people that have established credit, if you can wait, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just so hard because the thing is, if you do have established credit, I would say go ahead and buy. And I would say the worst case scenario is, is you're, maybe you hold your home for five years. You know, and this is my opinion for five years before you start seeing equity growth. But like you pointed out, the problem with renting is like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm paying someone else's mortgage and insurance and taxes and yeah. giving them profit. I'm paying more than their mortgage. It's right. cheaper to own. And you throw in the tax standpoints, you know, and you get a claim depreciation. Yep. So there's so many reasons to own. I think people should own, but you know, what I'm saying is, is you need to be smart about it. If your credit is established, if you can get in at low rates, you need to consider it. If you can afford to move to a city that's not overinflated, Houston, as opposed to Austin is, is more stable. Yeah. I understand there's like a silicone value type thing going on yep. in Austin. I understand yep. there's a lot of people moving there, but if you can choose the two and it's not job related, and you don't care about the humidity because holy smokes, you know, <laughs> in Houston, I was not prepared for that. Right. right. Holy moly. But um, you should buy, man, because you know it's how you retire, right? It's your nest yep. egg. The real estate is such a great investment. So going into 2022, my strongest advice is to establish yourself and to definitely, definitely educate yourself. Those are the first two things. Yeah. Educate, establish. And in no particular order. And then from there, you create an additional plan to recon, to gather information. That's when you reach out to a loan officer, see what your yeah. buying power is. And that's when you reach out to a realtor to see how you negotiate in this market. You know, but first you need to take care of yourself because you don't want to be at the mercy of this market. And, and regardless of what happened with Zillow, mm -hmm. you know, Redfin didn't mess up like that. Yep. Okay, Zillow messed up. Okay, we know yeah. that. But Zillow, to be honest, it's a small player. They they own seven thousand houses. Yeah, that's it. There are so many other investors. I buying programs are not going away, and it's no. my opinion that investors, you know, big Wall Street companies, they're going to continue to own more, not less. Okay, so it's more important now than ever not to get comfortable when buying a house. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Don't feel, and also don't feel necessarily entitled, right? Because there's a negotiation. You have to understand the market. If yeah. you can buy your dream home for $5,000 more and it's a difference of $20 in your payment, it might be worth it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But in order to get that information, again, you got to work with the right professionals, work with the right people. But if you're not established, I don't, I don't know if it's time to buy. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not, it's scary. Okay. But I definitely think no matter who you are, I'm not moving to Austin. Okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't or your subscribers shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a realtor. If I have a client, uh, if I have a client from California saying, Travis, where should I move? My first question, yeah. do you mind humidity? Yes, I mind humidity. And then my second question, how much? Right. <laughs> because if you don't mind it too, too much, yeah. come to Houston. Okay. Because if there yeah. is a housing market crash, Austin's going to get hurt most and they're going to hit yeah. first and it's going to and it appears just comparatively i hope none of that happens as long as there's a steady equity growth in 2022 and it starts to yeah. balance out i think we'll be okay 
But if if there's not enough supply going yeah. into 2022, I think it's going to be a real problem. And and really, what I'm also seeing is I'm seeing the home builders take advantage of that. And I know inflation. I know wood and brick is more money. Yep. But sixty thousand dollars more. Yep. Fifteen percent over. It's over, crazy. I mean, geez, it's brutal. Yeah. So what if those new home builders can't sell those homes, right? Will they go bankrupt? Like, again, I just go back. As long as the equity growth is under control, at this point, I think we continue to buy, especially if we can get good terms, a good deal, and find something that we like. You know, from the builder's perspective, a lot of these builders are kind of in a good position right now because right now we're still short overall right now, right? Yeah, yes. We know Zillow is going to pump out. Quite a few of their homes are in, in the Arizona area from what I read. So they bought a lot of homes in Arizona and they've obviously got them all across the country. But the point is, you know, depending on where you live, you may see a, quite a few Zillow homes that, that hit the market or have already hit the market. I've checked out Houston. Yeah. I've looked at Houston. They have. Uh-huh. I, okay. So I was a bit surprised. So I, so I went to Zillow.com, right? And they got a map or something. I went to Houston. And what are the first houses that come up? on the list to the right. The ones that they own. Yeah, of course. Yeah, obviously, because they want to sell those first. Right. Like so, me first. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, but yeah, so I went there to see, it's actually pretty shocking. Zillow owns multiple houses in Houston. So as, yeah. as I was going down the list, I was seeing how much they reduced the price for. Yeah. There were several, it was, it was a reduction of 10,000, 15,000, 10,000, you know, straight down the list, all happening in right. November. So it is happening. That's the thing. We're not just talking about this. Well, these are our opinions, but our opinions are based on things that are happening in facts. It's really quite different than 2008. I don't think we make assumptions saying, hey, this is 2008, it's not going to happen, blah, blah, blah. You're right, but something is happening, right? And we need to continue to talk about it and monitor it. Absolutely. No, I'm I'm 100% with you on this. And, you know, for people that are, looking to take advantage of of next year you know again if rates go up it's still a great time to buy guys like i, I cannot emphasize this a three and a half percentage you know four like people have so short-term yeah. it's funny to me because i'm like you guys know less than about two years ago interest rates were in the four they were high mid to high fours people forget that <laughs> you know and nobody remembers that because you know, COVID, of course, erased a whole lot of memories for people because it's hard with last yeah. year. So many things I forget, but I'm like, yeah, rates were in the fours like two years ago. It wasn't even two years ago before we started to see them come down. So the COVID experience last year, and we're still obviously dealing with it this year, uh, had a, a huge impact because we just understand, you know, people know when the rates are low, it, it helps people go buy more. It motivates people. So, and it worked. But at some point, we know the rates have to go back up, right? It just, yeah. they have to. It, as I mean, much as- it's too, James, there are two, they were at, some people, it was under 2% with some people, okay? Not for yeah. me. And I tried, yeah, obviously, like, I tried yeah. hard. I was like, yeah, I want to be I one of the people too. that got it under two. Yeah. But, you know, it was like 15 year and, and they were great credit and these things. But yep. holy smokes, man. My first home I owned was 6.7 and that was solid. You know, and what was the best back then was like five and a half so i had yeah. you know some stuff prime so you can have whatever credit and then just just the rate went up that's all right. right you just made them richer yeah so that's it no so. accountability to the homeowner but it's astonishing yeah. how low rates are man i mean they are so it low is. so even if they go to four percent it's 
okay, so you're gonna have to pay a little money in interest now. You know, it's almost free as it is. It's pretty crazy. You know, it's funny when I talk to people who bought homes back in the 80s, which definitely uh, before my time and yours, but. <laughs> yes, the double digits. Know, and, well, 18% yeah. is like, and they look wow. at, you know, they look at us now, people that are complaining about a right. three or 4%, right? right. Well, <laughs> they were like, living off of their interest, you know, some were living off their savings and now they can't because uh, they can't make money off the interest off their yeah. money they save. What a time we live in. Yeah, it's interesting. It is an interesting time right now. A lot going on. This is the beauty of real estate. It's always a hot topic, always. And the home ownership rates in this country is a huge, huge factor when it comes to the GDP and just the overall how our economy is doing. Home ownership is a huge part of that, yeah. right? And so yeah. that's why the government's always doing things to try and pump up getting people into homes. There's a reason why. Yeah, uh, They understand people work, they wanna work, they wanna work harder, they wanna work more when they own a home. It's just a different mentality when you own a home versus you you renting one. So I wanna kinda get your last last take on, on you know, what 2022, you know, what it's gonna look like for a buyer, right? What would be one of the first things that the buyer should actually do? We know they need to obviously get with professionals on the real estate side and mortgage side, but what would be the first thing that you may say if you're looking to own in 2022, this is the first thing you need to do. Well, it depends on the buyer. So mm -hmm. I'm going to just generalize. First of all, you, you know, I would say slow down yeah. right? and understand you need to move forward effectively. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Don't rush things. I'm saying I'm not saying yeah. don't negotiate. I'm saying be tactful. Absolutely. Right. So handle your emotion. Yes. Right? It gets frustrating. It's hard. It's hard for everyone. It's hard for the realtors. They're yeah. working for free. At least you're off of work. Absolutely. That is so true. At least you don't have, yeah. you know what I mean? At least you're trying to getting a home on you. But, you know, I think, I think you got to slow down and ask yourself, do I buy right now? Yep. And usually the answer is going to be yes, because there's yep. so many reasons to own. And if the answer is yes, and it should be yes, how can I be smart and yep. how can I control my emotions? Right. I understand it's a tough market. I need to be smart. There's investors, there's new home builders that are overinflated with their houses. Yeah. There's more inventory, but there's still not a lot of inventory. So I gotta be tactful, I gotta be smart, and I gotta plan for the worst case. Yeah. And I think as long as you plan for a five-year plan, right? I think you go in, but you gotta have that longer-term expectation. As long Agreed. as you have that realistic expectation, I think you should own. But if you're going yes. in, trying to flip a house, make a you know quick buck. Not I, think, I think it's scary. I think it's scary. And I want to, like I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to go, but I'm, I'm nervous yeah. because it's not healthy. You know, 2021 was not healthy. It was too, too, the equity growth was too fast, too high, too soon. And we got to be careful, you know? I am with you. And as much as I am all for you know, people getting into home ownership, you got to be smart about this. <laughs> yes. You don't want to get yourself into a, a yeah. you don't want to get yourself into a, to a Zillow situation, right? <laughs> and over leverage yourself oh. to, to your detriment. So mm -hmm. that is great advice is yeah, kind of get with, and you know, if, listen, if you've got a professional working with you, they will help you and give you honest facts about what's going on. But there's, I don't care what the market is, honestly, Travis, for me, get your money in order, get your finances, but owning, there's no situation to me where you're going to tell me like owning is not as good or it's less desirable than renting. 
I was um, only if you can't afford it. Only, right. only yeah, if you can afford it. Out for, it, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, if you can afford it, if you're responsible in the sense financially, yeah. what reason would there, would there be that's practical? Agreed. Agreed. Great advice. So, well, what's the best way for, actually, you know, before we, before I give you, uh, have you give people your information, I want to share people. So make sure you guys go check out Travis's channel, Educating Houston. All right. Go over there right now and subscribe to his channel. You want some real good knowledge and breakdown on what's going on in the market, how you can navigate 2022. If you are looking to buy, you just have questions, go check out Travis's channel. Great channel, great content. And then I want people to be able to reach you either social media, phone number, Travis, the best way for people to reach you. Also, one more thing about educating Houston, my channel, it, it also shows the value of video. So it's not just the vlogging, yes. right? It's the foundation building video to enhance yourself. I, I think that's important, especially to get used to being on camera. Absolutely. Even though you're not going to get views and subscribers and influence, those are important videos for your local area of influence, I think. So it's, yes. it's, I think that is, it's just an educational page, man. Not yeah. really a lead generating, if you will. Yeah. Jad, man, you just reach out to me, Educating Houston. Yep. Anyone can email me at tvsamcap at gmail.com. So it's tvsamcap at gmail.com. And I will make sure I put your contact info in the comments, guys. Speaking of comments, give us some comments, right? Give us some feedback on the uh, on the content. You know, what are you worried about, if anything, in 2022? What is your thought process going into 2022 if you're looking to own a home if you own a home now what is your thought process what are you thinking about 2022 because we hear a lot of comments from people that we talk to a lot of clients that we're working with a lot of realtors that we work with and so i'm curious put it in the comments what are you worried about in 2022 i'm curious to know and travis i appreciate you sharing yes, brother man. always good to listen to you Likewise, educate, man. educate us uh here in houston and everywhere else but appreciate you guys watching please make sure you also go share like and subscribe all right to my channel over there mortgageboss.tv.com mortgageboss.tv.com please go over there like and share subscribe as well thank you guys for watching travis i appreciate you take yeah. care guys any last words travis just continue to empower yourself and educate yourself treat the biggest financial transaction of your life like it's the biggest financial transaction of your life absolutely great advice Make sure you follow. See you guys in the next video. Thank you for listening to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast. Be sure to share, like, and subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and resources, be sure to check out www.texasmortgageboss.com.